0: Hello, and welcome to the first live podcast episode of UnSouthern. This is the companion podcast to the UnSouthern blog, which launched a couple of weeks ago at unsouthern.com. I'm recording this on the anchor.fm platform, which um, is, I'm finding to be a very easy and fun service to use. That was not a paid plug. I'll be doing one of those later probably for Anchor um, because I do find it to be a great, great platform and so far very engaging uh, for me and hopefully it'll help me engage with you as well. I'm broadcasting from my condo in downtown Atlanta. This is the quietest, most studio-like locale that I could um, scrounge up. There shouldn't be too many interruptions from traffic. Uh, probably the loudest thing you'll hear in the way of interruptions is the occasional train passing by. Uh, and who knows, I might even get fancy and edit that out if that happens to come into the, uh, come into the audio. We'll just see how technically proficient I can, I can become as I get more familiar with the, uh, with the, the podcasting world. You may also hear periodic contributions from my production assistant, Mr. Amir. He also doubles as my cat, and he, he's already made his way into the blog. If you've read the third blog post, which is about, uh, spoiler alert, for, you know, for, for, for my podcast-only listeners, um, the third post on the UnSouthern blog is about how we treat animals and how we regard animals. Uh, versus traditional ways of looking at animals as you know livestock, more or less. When it comes to um, you know the rural and and southern viewpoint on 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 the natural world, Mr. Amir, as you might guess, is a uh, is a fairly spoiled individual, and I think that the the most obvious manifestation of that is that he's already earned the title of production assistant despite having done very little or having little experience in the realm of audio production prior but just like me he's going to be learning on the job and if I make any mistakes I'm just going to blame it on him the cat ate my podcast as an update to the old excuse at any rate um, I hope you guys will engage with me. I'd like to he- hear any feedback you have. Uh, I think there's a there's a, a feedback feature through the anchor app. If you if you go to my blog at Word at um, at WordPress on WordPress at unsouthern.com, you can leave a comment on any of the blog posts there. There's also a Facebook page um, and there's an Instagram, which is unsouthern the Blog. Please feel free to go to any of those platforms. If you type in UnSouthern, there's only a couple of other people who have uh, who, who have snagged that catchy little title for their businesses or, or websites. So you, you'll find me pretty quickly if you Google UnSouthern as well. So I, I really welcome anyone and everyone to, to listen and explore with me. Uh, and uh, today I'll just be... Reading the the first blog post, the that really acquaints me and acquaints all the readers with what the what the purpose of the blog is. I had a blog for about ten years, and, and it's still up in, in, in um, and invisible. And that that blog was uh, mm on at mm on and. You will still see the tagline at the bottom of my current blog because both are on uh, the UnSouthern blog is is under my other um, master account on WordPress. So the MM biography is still down there, and it gives you a little insight into where my head was ten years ago when I first started blogging on WordPress. UnSouthern is a step in the evolution of. My way of thinking about the world and my relationship to it. The theme of the MMON blog was not to uh, mince words too much. I'm right. I'm correct. You should listen to me because I'm correct. Ten years later, that perspective sounds, number one, a little... Harsh. Number two, not very self-reflective. And number three, not really good for engagement. The idea that an individual has an opinion and thinks they're right is not a way to draw in an audience. (laughs) It doesn't really differentiate you from anybody else in the world because there are a lot of opinionated people in the world basically the MMOn blog, which also functioned as a bit of a diary for me, um, you know, just for me to, to vent and get my thoughts out there on, on, in some, on some sort of a platform and hopefully touch base with other people. Um, it, it really was a, a bit on the self-serving side, which is great because, you know, it's, it's, it's great to have that feeling of, of expressing oneself and putting that out into the world and and having people consume it. Um, But I was ready to shift gears and I was ready to re-engage in a way that might be more impactful. And that's when I went back and this blog post is about the process of coming up with a new concept for a, a new pivot point for engaging with the world and talking about the, the topics that mean a lot to me, and that's where UnSouthern came from. So, without further ado, I will um, read to you my inaugural blog post from February 22nd, and I will be stopping to, to offer commentary along the way. Uh, I, I, again, I appreciate you guys listening, and uh, here goes. The first blog post, it was called wither, wither unsouthern. Dr. Newman is a guest in our home. If I'm self-conscious, he'll be ill at ease. I can't allow that to happen. It would be unsouthern. Quote from Blanche Devereux, The Golden Girls. What does it mean to be Southern? Ask 10 people and you'll get 15 answers. The rules of engagement for being a real Southerner shift with the company and the conversation. For as long as I've been tuned into the conversation about Southern identity, it has been ill-defined, contradictory, and often unhelpful. So I have largely abstained from that conversation. For most of my life, I have shied from my Southern background. It's a footnote, an annoying detail, something I would apologize for if it weren't for my belief in embracing one's identity. My refusal to be Southern was itself ill-defined, contradictory, and unhelpful. It wasn't until I began entertaining the idea of refreshing my online writing perspective that I stumbled upon the idea of unsouthern. The word has been buried in the cedar chest of my working lexicon. Uh, side note, cedar chest is uh, a southern reference that I tried to slide in there to show that I have some street cred in the south. <clears throat> the word has been buried in the cedar chest of my working lexicon, owing to its usage in the Golden Girls episode, A Little Romance. As quoted above by the self-absorbed Blanche Devereaux, one of our most famous but not exactly shiny examples of southernness. The word to her is a motivational tool. Blanche must rally herself from being uncomfortable with a visitor who's different and lift herself to a higher ideal of gentility and graciousness. Yes, it's the trope of southern hospitality. This trope is broadly interpreted as either number one and this is the more woke interpretation A superficial scam to cover a brutal indifference to widespread social inequality. Or, number two, and this is the more traditional um, interpretation of it an earnest neighborliness that allows Southerners to speak freely with strangers and offer them the food from their back, from their plates, and the clothes from their backs as needed or requested. I would never offer someone food from my back. Or clothes from my plate, for that matter. Let's, let's put those things where they belong. So, with these two diverging interpretations, yet again, we have, some, we have a set of, of ideas that is ill-defined, contradictory, and yeah, unhelpful. You know the rest. So, I never gave the word unsouthern a second thought beyond hearing it in that episode. But as I was riffing on blog discussion topics one evening a couple of weeks ago, and at this point, as I'm um, reading this to you, it's been about been more like a month uh, since I I made this uh, I published this post a couple of weeks ago. As I was riffing on blog discussion topics that evening, the topic of grits came up, and I started relating to myself, yes, I was talking to myself, I was started relating the proper method for cooking and serving grits. I gave my input on the heated discussion about what accompaniments go with grits, you know, salt, butter, sugar, honey, cheese, all those things, and which of those things belong far, far away from grits. Before I knew it, I had been brainstorming for a half hour about ground-up corn. Then, in a moment of self-awareness, I asked myself, why are you so invested in this topic? You're not even really Southern. You're, wait for it, unsouthern. In that moment, it hit home for me. And the idea for this place, in other words, the unsouthern site, the unsouthern blog, the idea for this place was born one of my favorite arguments in defense of mainstream pop culture and this is a bit of a of a side note it was actually in the blog but the blog post but it was a little bit of a it, it starts off off topic so bear with me one of my favorite arguments in defense of mainstream pop culture is that the people who call themselves alternative or indie devote so much effort to avoiding or contradicting the conventions of the mainstream that they are often just as beholden to its rules as the rest of us, only in negative. A good illustration of that would be, you know, you see someone with blue hair that's shaved asymmetrically on one side. There, to me, the message is... I reject the idea that one's hair color has to be black or brown or blonde or any naturally occurring hair color, and I reject the idea of conventional haircuts that are symmetrical. It's, you know, and the question becomes, would you even be considering doing such, um, making such changes to the way you present yourself if it weren't for the fact that you had this idea in mind that you were reacting against about what was supposed to be the correct way to do it. So, in other words, alternative culture is sort of reactionary. But what I realized is that even with that stance that I take about regarding mainstream versus counterculture, I had done the same thing with my Southern identity. I spent so much time running away from it that it became as important to me as it was for Blanche Devereux. So there will be plenty of time for my navel-gazing in the posts ahead. I can offer plenty of examples and will continue to do so in the coming weeks of my shunning, running, avoiding, and generally plugging my ears and singing a monotone la-la-la-la-la whenever the notion of my being associated with the South arose. I did it a lot. At the same time, I am fluent in grits and fried chicken. I sometimes describe my ancestry as hillbilly on my dad's side and redneck on my mom's side. When I volunteer any of this information or the places I grew up as part of regular conversation, the primary reason I do so is to observe the listener's incredulity. Wow, I never would have known. How those words fill me with pride. Unsouthern is a way for me to continue to address both sides of the coin that is my regional heritage. I'm proud that my background lies in a region so culturally rich, but I'm also proud that I can look on much of it as a bemused outsider who is able to make his own rules about how to experience and explain life. I did manage to escape the gravity of things that I label as Southern and undesirable. Xenophobia and chewing tobacco to name a couple. I also discarded some other regional identified traits that are not inherently good or bad like the draw and the colorful ward choices Southerners are known for and replace them with a drier approach to language that better suits my personality. The best example of this, and I will probably drone on at length about word choice. I mean, I do consider myself a writer, so it makes sense that I will have an, an undue or a, a special focus on word choice and language. But to me, the, the example that really drives this home And really makes the point is the word mash mash single-handedly would have drawn me away from wanting to claim any sort of southerness in terms of my linguistics Um, not that there weren't plenty of other motivations and reasons for doing so but the word mash on its own (laughs) has been it's it's been a real sticking point for me in, in terms of In terms of word choice, my position is that Southerners and, you know, other groups, not just Southerners, have a very, have a dramatic rendering of their life experiences. That they use exaggerated terms to talk about things that are very mundane. And to me, the word mash is a word that means, that has a finality to it. When you mash something, you can't unmash it, like a potato. I believe that mashed potatoes is a perfect, perfectly reasonable use of that word because you take a potato, and then you mash it, and it's mashed, and there's no way of unmashing it. However, you don't mash a button, especially now with touchscreens. You're, you're, you're literally not physically depressing anything on that touchscreen of yours but s- s- certain very southern people <laughs> will in fact talk about mashing a button on a keyboard or a phone and that's always been a sticking point for me um, I, you know I believe that there should be sort of a scale of, of intensity and drama and if you if every time you press a button you're mashing it, what does that say about the potatoes? Because if you if you press on the potato the same way that you mash a phone button, you're not gonna get mashed potatoes. I mean, I think there needs to be a proper scale for these things. And the same way with just expression in general, anyone who yells all the time to make their point, anyone who declares everything that they see to be the most disgusting, or the most immoral, or the funniest, or the most anything, has set themselves up to not have any more runway to talk about anything ever again without getting the side eye. Because I'm like, well, wait a minute. Wasn't that the funniest thing you'd ever heard yesterday? Did you already top that? I mean, I guess it must be be nice that life isn't ever... An ever never ending crescendo of things becoming more and more intense, but I, you know, I suspect that people are, are, you know, in general, overly dramatic in their expression, and that's one part of being southern that I've never really related to. Um, but I, yes, I could go on and on about that. That's one of my. Uh, this is for sure going to be uh, a month long discussion. Is if there's a month devoted to linguistics, that'll be that'll be my month, and I'll just I'll just go in on all these southern related topics regarding language and word choice and and all these things Uh, sorry for the tangent there because the last five minutes had nothing to do with the blog post (laughs) other than riffing off of the um, the draw and and the colorful word choices so getting back to the post anything that I kept of my southern identity I did so because it's just so good to me fried chicken again Or because I didn't feel the effort to purge it was necessary. Language, necessary. A lot of other stuff, eh, no big deal. But I will say that none of it, none of my Southern identity, nothing that identified me or related or or kept me connected to the South, no no personality traits, remained purposely. Um, And I do realize that for some people it may be a foreign concept of sort of pruning one's personality. For a lot of people, personality is just something that is for them. For me, I've, to some degree, cultivated my personality throughout my life. And um, I don't know, I'm just weird that way, I guess. So the only thing that I really kept purposely is the word y'all. But I definitely want to maintain a whole, a whole blog post, a whole episode um, for the word y'all. Because I mean, if this blog is called unsouthern and we're going to talk about southern things, you can't. And, and I'm particularly interested in linguistics. Y'all is going to be the thing that that needs its own its own space. Maybe its own. It may, there may even be a y'all month right after the linguistics month. <laughs> At any rate, the point of this blog isn't to excuse myself for rejecting my southern identity. It isn't to self-congratulate for reinventing myself as a regional free agent and world citizen after being raised in the hills of Tennessee. It also isn't designed to provide the same tired riffs on southern goofiness and unsophistication. It's not even really about southernness at all. One thing in regard to this, um, this paragraph of the of the blog post in terms of reinventing myself after being raised in in Tennessee. Currently, I'm binge-watching the show Frasier, which, to some degree, casts its main character and his brother as nouveau intellectuals. They're only one generation removed from working-class folks in the Northwest. Um... And yet they are very elitist, and they are obsessed with distinguishing themselves from the common folk. And I've definitely drawn parallels between their experience, especially as I've been brainstorming and thinking about this this blog and my own relationship to my Southern heritage. I've drawn parallels between the background for that, for that fictional show and my life. And I, and I can certainly relate to elements of the, of the plots on there. I think I especially relate to the character of Niles on the show. Um, but I really do hope that I don't come off anywhere nearly as pretentious as they do. But that's that's just something that's an interesting aside given the fact that I'm currently binge-watching that show. But getting back to the blog post, un-Southern is a jump-off point, a way of orienting myself in the world. When I send a flaming political dagger to someone, it's coming from the South. Like I'm sitting here in Atlanta, it's, it's, it really is coming from the South. When I offer a pop culture theory, it's all based on what I've seen and done here, because this is where I've always been. When I give a heartfelt social critique, it's as a Southern citizen who's lived this entire Existence within a 300 mile stretch from Gamaliel, Kentucky to Riverdale, Georgia. Interesting, I lived in Gamaliel, Kentucky for four and a half years as a kid, and to this day I still can't ever say it the same way twice. It's a tricky, tricky word to say. (laughs) Um, So, and for anybody who's listening, I think I may be friends with two people on Facebook. Um, that I knew from my time in Monroe County, Kentucky. Um, I r- shout out to you guys. Um, it's 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 really rough, and this is something else I'm going to explore. Being from areas like that, where 99% of the people I grew up with in those areas can't even I can't even relate to who they are as people now. These are counties that voted 90% Trump in 2016 and 2020. And there's just, there's just so much of a disconnect between who I am and who they are. And that's a big piece of this whole reconnection that I that I'm sort of that I'm attempting to do with this blog. So as much as I want to run away from it, and that is to say, my Southern heritage, it's literally where it all comes from. As far as I may stray from my Southern identity, it won't go away and so it is here in this space in in the blog tomorrow may be grits but the day after could be nordic art or the war on christmas or black lives matter i don't know why i put nordic art i think it was just the most random thing i could think of i know nothing about nordic art but if i ever do learn anything about it it may show up in this blog Southerners are known as a chatty people, and maybe I can channel that to my advantage as I navigate this space and describe the world from my perspective, and I hope y'all will join me. So I hope that that opening post gives a really good background, it gives, and it gives me a l- uh, enough latitude to be able to explore the topics that I want to without diverging from the, the, the main intent of the blog. I'm not going to pretend that this blog is um, any more focused in terms of its overt subject matter. It will be at first for sure because there's lots to to, um, to go through when it comes to Southern heritage. The, the next post after this initial one is about grits and you can, as you'll see, if you go to the to the website at unsouthern.com, you'll see that the blog posts progressively get wander further and further from a, a strictly southern focus. Uh, so, this really will still be about me talking about my views on various issues and just my just my thoughts about about life and things I've experienced. But I hope to tether all of that to. My relationship to my Southern identity because it's something that I haven't considered before, and it's something that, as I've made direct reference to in this first post, it's something that really informs everything that I do, whether I like it or not. So, if you've made it through the entire half hour here, I appreciate your attention and your time. I hope that that this experiment. Has worked out reasonably well, and that um, future blog posts will, will 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 follow. And I'm sorry, future podcasts will follow. And uh, I do tend to, I do intend to go to my subsequent blog posts and and record those uh, as podcasts and provide the same color and commentary around those. Together with my production assistant, who has been largely absent. I think he's taking a nap somewhere. I may go join him. And uh, in the meantime, uh, please support the blog. Please support the podcast. The blog is at unsouthern.com. You obviously know where the podcast is because you're listening to it. Come back. Thanks for your uh, attention and I will see you the next time. Thank you.